This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more, sir. Robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp, the football guy. Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on Sports Sunday. Joe reminds us in the break that we are a couple weeks away from football Sunday returning. That fast. Man. I mean, our the summer next, goes by quickly, doesn't our it? Our next show will be Football Sunday. Oh. Because we don't have it this weekend. And then the weekend after, that's that's Oregon Ducks. That's Beavers. That's, oh, that's right. That's week one, yes. baby. We're starting. September we got, 3rd is uh, Saturday, Oregon, Georgia, is it not? So while NFL is not uh, not there yet. We will be Football Sunday. Oh, yeah. Wow. What a... God, the summer went by fast, didn't it? Absolutely insane. You know what just made me think the other day like one of those shower thoughts is just american football is unlike anything in this country and in this world like our fascination in this country with this game is like it's unreal it is totally unique to us what started it was the the college football you know the college football playoff committee you know thinking about going away from the ncaa like that's how powerful this sport is where they essentially can say, screw all the other sports, do your own thing, we're going to do ours, because this makes us so much money and has so much power. What's soccer? What? (laughs) Here? No. Like, football, it's a religious experience. It's just, like, it's just, from an outside perspective of the world, looking at the U.S. in this game, it's just kind of, it's just bizarre to me. Can I ask you guys, have you ever been to, um, I know, Lynch, you've been to tons of games for big colleges, but have you ever been to an SEC football game? I have not. Still no. want to. It's one hey, of my man. bucket list items for sure. Listen, man. So uh, people who have listened to this station for a while know that I, I much dated a girl that went to Tennessee, and I got a chance to see um, Tennessee, Florida rivals, uh, and it was like the ABC game of the week. It's when Tennessee was actually really, really good. I think they were like ranked number eight, and Florida was ranked six. Like it was a huge, huge game. And just looking at like the the city of Knoxville shut down. Was Peyton Manning the quarterback? Peyton Manning was not the quarterback. Uh, actually, uh, Eric Ainge from, ah, Portland, from Oregon was the quarterback. Of one that, of Dusty's of good team. friends. Absolutely. So Eric Ainge was the quarterback, and this was the uh, this was the Chris Leak era of um, Florida. 
So right before Tebow kind of came in. But, um, yeah, man, like just being there. The, Eric Ainge and Chris Leak. How about right? that? Those old, old school names, throwback yeah. names. But uh, the city shut down. The McDonald's was closed. Like everything, everything, everybody's gone in the game. And then there's just like, you know, every college town, most of them at least, have this this one street of just bars and restaurants and all that stuff, like College Row type thing, where just bars and restaurants all up and down, and every place was packed. Every place was full. Every place was jump. It was like, man, everybody's barbecuing. Everybody, it's just like, it's a whole different vibe. Like, if you've been to a tailgate here for U of O, I'm, I'm sure I know you have, Joe, you know, or Oregon State, like, they're fun. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of fun. But the city of Eugene doesn't shut completely down, and people at the Rite Aid or whatever have gone to the Ducks game. That, that doesn't that doesn't happen like that. The My- Chipotle doesn't close down because there's a Ducks game in town. Like and So it was crazy to see just the energy that other places have about this football thing. My closest experience to that was Penn State. I got to tailgate oh, for imagine. a Penn State game. I didn't actually go to the game, but I tailgated at the game. And it's not SEC, but may as well be state college, Pennsylvania. It shuts down for every Penn State football game and had a similar vibe. I can imagine to that. Yeah. I, I, I guess you say, what's the, what's the closest comparison? I mean, rugby, right? Is that the closest comparison to the sport? And there, there are other countries in the world that love their rugby. I mean, New Zealand, Australia, England, uh, all have big fan bases for the sport of rugby. I mm-hmm. think Scotland, Ireland also have a little bit of it. I know it's huge down in, in like New Zealand, but um, yeah, that's probably the closest there is to it. And that's a niche sport. So w- in reality, if you really think about it, we as Americans liking football, we like a niche sport because we're the only ones who like it. Absolutely. Outside of, <laughs> outside of the States, there's no one that really, but then you see these, you have fans elsewhere, but yeah, but you know, they show up for the, for the London game, you yeah. know, like, so I think there is an, a clear interest in it. I'm but, just, I just, I love the fact because football is king here. Absolutely. King. Yeah. And it's a niche sport. Yeah. Only Americans truly love football. Yeah, because again, you say football in another country, and, and they think like, you're yeah, talking let's go soccer. Get the soccer ball, real yeah. fast. We'll go get the football out, and we'll start. It's like, oh, okay, very, very different. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like here, American football, bollocks. Yeah, that's what we have to say first. We have to say American football. Is bollocks you know? okay to say on FCC airwaves? I don't know what it means. I don't know. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm going to say yes. I gotta. I'm going to try to find this. I tweeted something at a content guy that I follow who's a, a, a soccer guy. And one of the responses I got from the one of his British followers was so funny about soccer and football. But I got to find it. I'll, I'll, I'll find it in the break. I'll try to find it in the break. I, but I, it, it, it just to me was like the perfect picture of how other people view football. Oh, it was so funny. They don't understand. Imagine the, the the girl that you're dating that knows nothing about football. That's how other countries look at football. What's a quarterback? What's a this mean? Like that's that's essentially what every other country is thinking about football. But there's got a, a text from my, my buddy, uh, Anthony Lackey, PSU uh, Hall of Famer, I should say. And uh, man, football is a religion here. It doesn't whether you're talking high school in Texas and, and Florida or, or you know somewhere down south, or you're talking big uh, Big Ten football, you know up in like it's Midwest. People just love it here, and every the crazy part is, 
every part of the country consumes it differently, right? Like there's a there's a there's a different uh, vibe for football down south. They feel much differently about it than they do in California. You know, they feel much differently about it up in Washington. So like everywhere is like everybody has their own. I don't want to say unique take on football, but down south is hard nosed. You know, we go to you pass out. You know, if you're not if you're not dehydrated, then you're not trying type thing. You know, but I guess that know. happens in Nebraska now too. If you yeah. saw that story, oh my gosh, man! And this is happening. You know, Ridiculous. it's a bunch of you know tough nosed dudes that played football a certain way and feel like this is how everybody needs to learn how to play. I found the no. tweet, and all all I said, uh, someone was asking, "What's the biggest change in the player base of Football Manager, which is a game that I play?" And I said, "More American slash non soccer fans." And someone typed at me, soccer, dot, dot, dot. And I said, well, I am American. And they said, not letting you get away with that, Mike. It's football. Nothing like rugby with helmets over there. No. <laughs> and I just laughed my like, ass seriously, off. Rugby is such a, like, if you've never seen like, just, a rugby it, game, a buddy of mine played rugby. Like To them, football adult, is like, just rugby with helmets. <laughs> yeah, my buddy played, fo- uh, played football, played rugby uh, as like in this like adult league. And him and his dudes take it suit. Like, they're. They're serious about it. I'm like, man, you're badass for going out there and playing tackle football with with no helmet and pads. Like, I'm I'm definitely not doing that. I don't have time for torn anything. Sorry to totally hijack this segment, by the way. No, <laughs> we it's were... all good. That's what we do here. I mean, hey, it is a football segment. Yeah, it's okay. Right? I, don't, uh, I don't mind. And I like to watch rugby as long as it's the New Zealand All Blacks. Uh, that's the... Sounds racist. Uh, they have a documentary about them, right? Low key, but uh, maybe I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. It's, all, like, it's, what on, it's on Prime. Yeah, it's not, an Prime. all. Yeah, you know the All or Nothing series yeah. on yes? Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's where they follow ah. various teams yes. for a season. Yeah, I got you. They did it on the. They did it in the NFL one year. I forget the team they fought. Panthers. They did the Panthers. They've done Manchester City, Didn't and they've do done the New Zealand All Blacks. Huh? Didn't they do the Colts or something? No, that was Hard Knocks in season last year. Ah, gotcha. Anyways, but yes, uh, I like to watch theirs just because they uh, they do the haka dance before every game. I mean, there's anything more intimidating <laughs> I mean, than a haka? It's saying, scary like, yeah, and it's, awesome. It's, if they do it right, like if you especially if you have a bunch of Polynesian dudes, like uh, you know, Coach, I don't know if I want to play in this Dude, particular yeah. game. I'm today. out. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm ankle. hitting the showers. Yeah, the game hasn't even started. I think I tore something, Coach. <laughs> Yeah, not playing in that game. cold coming on all of a sudden. Polynesians, man, or man, my one of my very best friends. Shout out to my guy Jay Money, P one of the show, you know. But uh, man, nicest guy in the world until then. That that hawker comes out and it's like, bro, like I'm, <laughs> hey man, hands off. You're right. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. There's no I, talking him down. I actually saw one of the more powerful videos I've seen in a long time in the internet. It was a year ago, I think. Is it was. A funeral. Yes. Yeah. It was the funeral. Yeah. And it was, uh, I think it was Polynesian. It may, may, I I think so. Their teammate. It was his teammates came and did a haka dance with so much visceral emotion that I I was like crying at the end of it. Like, not like full on bawling, but I was, I was like tearing up like, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, it my, was really emotional. My favorite is when schools like Colton or something like that tries to do a haka, and you got a bunch of bunch of white dudes. I've never seen never that. Done. Oh man, look it up. It's hilarious. I don't think you can just <laughs> do that. I feel like there's an there's I mean, an energy and emotion that you need to you be can, a part of that. I mean, you can Google is a crazy thing. YouTube's a crazy thing. Well, I'm so, sure you can. I'm, yeah. Yes, of course you can just do that. Yeah. But what I mean is to get a true 
Yeah. Haka, it's, you it's need the emotion. Thing. Absolutely. There's something about the emotion of it that's different. 100%. All right, well, uh, NFC East will have to be one segment. We'll go rapid fire with it next. This is Sports Sunday with the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, we got to go rapid fire here because we got Hater Lovett coming up next, and we know how hard Joe worked on that, so we can't uh, <laughs> we can't we can't cheapen that out at all. Oh. That was that was a joke. See, oh, you'll see how hard I worked on this thing because I, as as someone who's been on that side of the glass many 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 times, uh, sometimes. The stockwatch is prepared four minutes before stockwatch starts <laughs> because I'm like, oh, crap, it's Monday. Impressive considering there are audio segments to that, too. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I ju- I'm not kidding. I jump onto the audio page that we have at, like, the segment before, and I'm like, okay, that's relevant. That's relevant. That's relevant. What's the question? Okay, there it is. Done, 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 done. <laughs> so, hence the joke. Uh, we're going to continue with our NFL preview, though. Other East Division, the NFC East. I'd like to start with the Eagles. So the Eagles had a surprise year last year. They played better than people thought. They made the playoffs in the expanded playoffs. They didn't uh, do well, but they made the playoffs. And then uh, come back this year and trade for A.J. Brown. And now have two number one receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, who will be in year two for him. And uh, he showed flashes last year as well. A lot lot of the times rookie wide receivers will 
have a little adjustment level if, if they're not that truly elite level like a Jamar Chase. I feel like Devontae Smith's kind of in that second tier where he was good, not great. You know, had some issues last year adjusting to the NFL speed, but I, I expect him to kind of figure it out, especially being an Alabama player. They made some good additions through the draft on defense. They drafted N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker from Georgia. They drafted Jordan Davis in the first round to be their uh, one of their defensive tackles. They still have Fletcher Cox, by the way. He feels like he's 95 mm -hmm. years old. Still playing, still good, though. To me, it almost feels like Nick Sirianni knows how to get the most out of Jalen Hurts and actually make this a playoff team. He's a coach I knew nothing about when they hired him last year, but the Eagles were a team that I had very low expectations for. Jalen Hurts is not a great quarterback, but he is a great running quarterback, and he has a great ability, ability to run, and he was getting better at throwing the ball last year. So I think we could see a real step forward from him to be a more complete quarterback this year. Another year under his belt, better receivers around him, uh, better offensive, well, better. Same offensive line, but it's a good offensive line, right, as long as they stay healthy. You have Jason Kelsey there. Isaac Sayamalu, former Beeb, is there. You've got uh, Lane Johnson, who hasn't been healthy a lot, but he's he's a veteran who's quite good. I'm I'm very excited to watch the Eagles play this year, and that's not something I've said in a while. And it's mostly because I think Jalen Hurts is about to have a breakout season. Well, uh, they're playing in the, the second most winnable division in football. We just talked about the first, you know, and so the, the NFC East is just a toss up. Like, really, it could be any one of these. That teams. doesn't sound very winnable to me, then. I'm just saying, no, I'm saying like sounds every, pretty competitive to me. I don't Rashad. know. I'd say it's winnable because they could also suck and it also could also be the worst division in all of football. We, which we, team wants it less? That, yeah, which team wants it less is, is a good thing to say. But no, I mean, I think. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is he's making strides as a quarterback, and that's really what you want to see. Last year, the Eagles just started kind of slow. You know, they had the I want to say they started like three and six or something like that to start the season, and then they won six of their last eight games. So they were able to kind of figure it out as the season progressed. Um, things were able to kind of gel a little bit, and that's what you want to see. I think adding AJ Brown is huge, and then adding Zach Pascal, you know, is also a, a big uh, thing for them. Just being able to give more weapons to a young quarterback uh, can never be. A bad thing but yeah i mean i'm i'm predicting they won 10 last year i'm predicting or no what nine last year i mean they wouldn't was, was i think they, they were nine they were a so, playoff team yeah i think so, at nine and eight so I, I believe 10 wins is feasible for this eagles team one of the better rosters in the nfc east so i fully expect them to compete i don't know if i, ha I share your optimism as far as how good they might be, but I can see them winning 10 games this year. Well, the reality of it is, is, is that the rest of the teams in the division have a lot more question marks than the Eagles do, in my opinion. Uh, the, the most competitive would be the Cowboys, obviously. The Cowboys had a really nothing burger of an offseason, in my opinion. They lost more than they gained. Uh, they lost Amari Cooper, so their wide receiver situation is now CeeDee Lamb as the one, and... Washington. Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup but, but he's, he's hurt, yeah, right? He might miss the first couple of weeks, yeah. three, four weeks. Maybe. Michael Gallup as the two. That doesn't give me as much hope as having Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb be your one, two. Uh, you did draft a tight end that I've heard some good things about. Jake Ferguson seems to be making some waves in camp as a guy who may be able to compete with Dalton Schultz for that starting job. But Schultz was was great last year they drafted a new receiver in Jalen Tolbert who our lad says will be a starter for them this year not James Washington uh, also they drafted an offensive lineman in the first round which will be their starting left guard according to the de this depth chart yeah James Washington got injured but again if you're having to depend on James Washington that receiving core is not very deep yeah so 
to me, it feels like the Cowboys are kind of doing a run it back and try not to get hurt this year kind of thing. You know, keep the running backs healthy, keep Dak healthy. Uh, still got a good secondary. Trevon Diggs comes back with uh, hopefully another good year for you in that position. Micah Parsons was incredible last right. year and will be back and, and probably even better. He's to me, he screams like Aaron Donald level elite. Absolutely. Like that good. Um, Trayvon Diggs, too, was is, is a big part. Of yeah. So I, there was a video that came out of camp of uh, Trayvon Diggs, not even half assing a play, just like quarter assing coverage on a guy. And I'm just like, my buddy sent it to me. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know the regular season started trying to play it off. <laughs> but boy, it was just, it was not a good look for a all pro corner. No. And dude, he gets burned. I think he gave up like the most yardage last and, year. And, of and any you can corner. tell, I think that's going around the preseason. You can tell there's a lot of guys that are number ones that don't really, they're not into it. Well, he's a, he's just a boomer bust guy. He's, you know, ball hawk. He's going to go for that. And if he doesn't get it, then he's going to get torched for 50 uh, years. High risk, high reward. By the way, starting defensive tackle. For the Cowboys, Portland's own Osa Odigazua. Oh, yeah. He's going to be yeah. starting for them at defensive David tackle. Douglas. Yeah, he had a pretty solid rookie year last year for him. So. He, was, he went to UCLA, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cowboys are just weird to me. I, I love the core. I think it's a great core. I've seen some analytic stats about Zeke this offseason showing just how little he's truly fallen off. Yes, it appears on paper, like when we watch him with the eye test, it appears that Tony Pollard's better. Um, but in terms of production, Zeke is still elite. And so you've got two really good running backs. You've got a really good quarterback. I think CeeDee Lamb is a great number one receiver and will step into Amari Cooper's role brilliantly this year. I really do. Uh, you've got a good offensive line. The defense is solid. It's The, the team is the same. They just want to be healthy. I think they could definitely win the division. I think they'll come in second behind the Eagles, though. And uh, that's that's kind of where I fall. Uh, Dallas is always going to be the team that should win the division. I think they should win. I think they have the most talent still, even with all the departures they've had. Mark Cooper, Cedric Wilson, uh, Randy Gregory. I still think with all those guys, they they still have the most talent in the NFC East. It would be a disappointment if Dallas doesn't win this division. Well, classic uh, Cowboys there for the last 20, 25 years. They have a lot of talent. They should win the division. They should compete. And then they go nine and eight or eight and nine. Um, for what it's worth, I heard something about Zeke the other day. Um, his rushing yards have gone down every single year he's been in the league. Yeah, I, I've, so I've seen. From his rookie year to it, he has not one-upped himself at all, also, which is not encouraging to hear. I put a lot of stock in him last year. He is getting older. Um, that offensive I thought line last isn't e- the same. Yeah, it's very different than so. when he first got there, for sure. But um, I... I put a lot of stock in him last year to have a bounce back year. And while he didn't have some of the fumble issues of years past, he just was very timid and left to right rather than like getting upfield and just, it was, it was annoying to watch him last year run the ball at times. And then, yeah, when you see Tony Pollard busting big plays and have that athleticism, you're like, eh, what makes you wonder. It does make you wonder. I think you'll see more Pollard this year, but from what I was seeing, it was, it was like, I think it was yards after contact. It was touchdowns and it was uh, touches or something like that. And, and despite the fact that I test says maybe he's getting older and slower that those metrics that I was looking at, they were all top tier. So I know we have to move on, but who was the who was the running back before Zeke got drafted? 
boy, uh, DeMarco Murray. And he had. Oh, that's right. And he had like 1,500 yards and behind that amazing to, uh, offensive line. And then he went to the Eagles with Chip was, Kelly. And was terrible. Yeah. You know, from there. So that offensive line that Dallas had that made Zeke such a commodity those first couple years just hasn't been the same. So I think we have to give a little credence to that. Uh, the other two teams in this division truly suck. Uh, the Washington Commanders went and got Carson Wentz at quarterback. That's a stupid name. Which is going to do absolutely nothing for them because they're the same team. They actually lost players this offseason more than gained players this offseason. Terry McLaurin's great. He's a great wide receiver. Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke, so maybe he'll have a better year. We know who Carson Wentz is. We know who the commanders are. This team is is 500 or like two games below 500. There's no... Convince me otherwise. Who who are the commanders? I agree with you. We know who Carson Wentz are. We have no idea who the commanders are. We don't know. They could be amazing with this new name. We expect them to be terrible. I think they will. But usually some of those bad teams that we expect to be bad end up shocking the world and, you know, end up being better than we thought. So there's a chance they could. I doubt it. But I'm going to say this commanders probably get about six wins this season. And the Giants are truly dreadful. One of the worst teams in football this year. New head coach, Brian Dable, I think will have success there in the long run, but this year is going to be a tough year for him. They're saying that Daniel Jones might lose the job to Tyrod Taylor. And Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor, excuse me. And that is the end of a first-round pick from 2019. That was a complete failure for the Giants. And it probably, you know, I would like to say it's not Daniel Jones' fault, but, I mean, yeah, it's kind of Daniel Jones' fault. Like, I mean, usually when, you go, when you're a good quarterback and you go to a bad team, you have to kind of make up for it. But the truth is, I just haven't seen many good things about Daniel Jones. The, the best thing he's had is that, like, 80-yard scramble that he tackled himself on. Yep. Saquon Barkley can't stay healthy ever, no matter what he does. Uh, the most interesting thing about the Giants is that Kayvon Thibodeau is there. And it's in New York. And I would love to see if Kayvon will perform in the NFL because I have my questions based on his play at Oregon where he was very Jadeveon Clowney-like. When he played well, it was unstoppable. When he didn't play well, he was vanishing. Completely un- nothing happened with yeah, him. He's going to have to get used to, you know, offenses throwing different looks at him too just to make sure they, you know, confuse him. So. And, and maybe that's just he always wanted to be in the NFL and he didn't really care about college and that's a motivation thing and it'll be fine. But we'll see. I'm we'll very see. curious to see how he does. To me, the Giants are maybe a bottom four team in the NFL this year. I agree. And it's not going to be pretty. All right, that's uh, the wrap-up of those two divisions. The preview season starts in just three weeks now. Yeah, I think we're three weeks away from the season beginning. How about that? That's crazy. Hater Love It, though, is back because Joe is back, and we'll do that or next is first. it oh. back? A uh, game that we will play against each other is back next. But first, Joe has a thing he does all the time. It's sports. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, so this is a different song, which means we're not doing Hate It or Love It. We've done this Something before, like Mike. This. Yeah. I know we have, but I forget what it's called. Oh. Who do you love? Who, who do you love? Let's who do you love? <laughs> you like how I did that? <laughs> that, that works yeah. way too good. Um, who do you love? Yes. College football. Who do you love? Because that season's coming up mighty quick. We're not going to be able to talk about any college football matchups until they've been played. Is that the case? We're not going to be here next Sunday. Oh, oh yeah, true. we'll be we'll yeah, be here yeah, yeah. after Oregon, Georgia. Yeah, our our next Sunday show will be reactions to some of the big games of the college football weekend. It's right here, boys. It's here. Let's do it. Then. Football's and, here, baby. And so I got. Uh, Who do you love? I've got a few <laughs> matchups for Week One, and I want you to tell me who do you love. And you know, you could be irrational on this. There are a couple that it's like, okay, we know who's going to probably win this game, but try to sell me. On maybe why they won't, okay? Okay. Sounds good. Including this first one, Oregon versus Georgia. Georgia is a 17 and a half point favorite. How much? 17 and a half point favorite. This is a That seems uh, a little ridiculous, does it not? This is a home game for Oregon, by the way. Seven. This is a technically a home game for Oregon Being on the in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Being played in Atlanta. Uh so you know, I could go. The spread, who do you love? The, do they cover the spread? But screw it. Who do you love? Oregon versus Georgia? Toe-to-toe, head-to-head, mono-e-mono. Uh, Mike? I, I love Georgia. I'm sorry. It's There's so many questions for the Ducks this year that I hope will be answered with positive news. First-year head coach Dan Lanning. First year of a bunch of these coordinators and coaches on a, on a, a, a Power 5 staff. Quarterback. Is Bo Nix good enough? Does he win the job even? Last I heard, it may have been down to him and Jay Butterfield, and Ty Thompson wasn't even involved in the competition, but that also may just be a rumor. You never know. Um, We know who Bo Nix is. We know he's a slightly better version than Anthony Brown. Good. But there's still questions all over this team. You know what I know about Georgia? Georgia is defending national champion, still has their quarterback from last year when they did win the title and is becoming Alabama light and is just producing NFL talent, especially on defense on a regular basis. Oregon's not at that level yet. They're not. And I don't know if they'll ever get to that level. That's a really hard level to get to outside of the SEC. But like, like Rashad was talking about going to Tennessee, it's, I can't, there's nothing that, that I can think of that proves to me that the Ducks will win this game. Will they cover the spread? I hope so, because 17 and a half points is a lot, and they are a top 15 ranked team. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, who do I like? It's Georgia. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, man. Who do I love? It's definitely 
Georgia and Kirby Smart and his team. Like, I'm, come on, man. Like, I'm, this is this this feels unfair to do to the Ducks to kind of knock them out of contention for the national championship or for the playoff, like within week one, because this Georgia Bulldog team. If they're anything like they were last year, then we know they're going to play amazing defense. They probably got seven dudes on their defense right now that are going to be first and second round picks in the NFL. And oh, by the way, they're returning their, you know, their quarterback, which is always an important part. And the Ducks don't have any impact players as far as as far as we know. Um, first year head coach in Dan Lanning. So we'll see how that is. How do you motivate a bunch of young guys to go to Atlanta? To play in the super, uh, to play in the Superdome against the Georgia Bulldogs, you know, a team that's coming fresh off a national championship. So you know they're going to be hungry. You know they're going to be ready. You just want to make sure that your team uh, kind of, you know, kind of shows the balls a little bit and make sure that they say, man, we're not going to get beat by 17 and a half. I thought you were going to say seven and a half point underdogs. I was like, okay, that makes sense. 17 points is insulting. And so if you're the well, Ducks it's been climbing that, too. I think yeah, it opened yeah, at like 12. And it's going to continue to go up. I think as we get closer and closer to the game, it's going to continue to go up. So, yeah, I, I like Georgia in this game. Unfortunately, the Ducks are going to have to really show how good they are. They're going to have to be dominant through the rest of the season if they want a shot at the playoff. All right. Well, you guys both lose a point for not going ignorant and uh, going hot takey saying that Oregon's going to win this I, game. I, you know, Damn I it. just don't want to lie to our people out here and, 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 and gas them and say that the Ducks are going to compete. I think they're going to get. Man, I think it's going to be. Bad. <laughs> Had to pause. <laughs> it's going to be bad. I was ready for the dumb button on that one. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the Oregon State Beavers. They got a pretty big matchup week one against those pesky Boise State Broncos. Pretty sure this game's in Corvallis. I'll have to double check. Uh, but Oregon State, Boise State. It is. Week one. Who do you love? Uh, you know what? This is where I will make the people uh, happy. I'm going Oregon State. Uh, I think you've started to see something being built in Corvallis. There's something in the water. They're drinking the Kool-Aid, and everybody likes it. And so you look at what Oregon State was able to do last year, able to get to their first bowl game in a long time, able to, you know, uh, kind of get some 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 strides from their quarterback position, able to see some strides from the receiver and running backs. Like, Oregon State all of a sudden has figured things out, and I think there are some people that have them to finish with either fourth or fifth in the Pac-12. Like, that's huge for this Oregon State team who, you know, we haven't really expected a whole lot from. Boise is one of those sneaky good teams, though, and the fact that you're not playing on that blue turf is a big, you know, uh, kind of a feather in the cap for you at Oregon State because that's a big distraction for a lot of people. And it's something that we don't talk about enough in college football, playing on that Smurf turf and how that can throw a lot of people off when they go up there. But I believe in what they're doing in Corvallis. I'm, I'm, I'm confident that they can come in against their at home against this Broncos team and come out with a W. I'm going Oregon State wins their first game of the season. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Oregon State as well. This may be just a, a personal vibe thing as opposed to a, a fully formed fact, but it does feel like Boise State is no longer the the dominant group of five school that can harm power five schools who are right. average to good in their non-conference play. Oregon State is now a bowl team, in my opinion. They should be a regular bowl team. Chance Nolan back as quarterback and had a pretty good year last year. They, I'm loving what Jonathan Smith is doing there. And yes, they still have flaws, but I just don't view Boise State as 
oh my god it's the broncos and they're really good again that's a long time ago well it wasn't a long time ago but it the last few years it's felt more like above average group of five team who maybe can knock off a power five team every once in a while I'm thinking about the Oklahoma team that they knocked off. So that's, well, that's, that's, that's a long, about, long time, time ago. ago so. In 2019, they only had one loss. The, the Broncos did. So that's not too far away. But since COVID, they've been a little bit different. And I just think the I, I think that it's changing there a little bit. They are no longer that school. And because of that reason, I think the very much improved Oregon State team will get a win right off the bat. Go uh, pretty uh, bizarre how... COVID has made us forget about things like pre-COVID. But uh, 2019, Broncos, 12 and 2. 2018, 10 and 3. 2017, 11 and 3. 2016, 10 and 3. Yep. Uh, That's what I was saying. 2019, they were still great. Yeah, COVID year was 5 and 2. And then last year, they went 7 and 5 the first year under Andy Avalos. Yeah. And that's kind of more what... When I see 7 and 5 and... Some of even in some of their better seasons, some of the losses that are on that schedule, because they should win every game in the Mountain West or most of the games in the Mountain West. It, to me, it, this is not it's just not as scary. All right. Biggest matchup uh, for a Pac-12 team outside of Oregon in week one. It's Utah going down to Florida. They will be playing in the swamp, an unranked Florida team. But still, you play in the swamp. That is one of the toughest environments in college football. Utah, they're used to it. And, you know, big games at Rice Eccles Stadium, playing BYU and, you know, playing Oregon. But hated it or hated or love it, excuse me. Who do you love? Utah at Florida. Will the number seven team in the country start the season with a upset loss? It, this is a really hard one for me. I, In terms of non-local games, this one's fascinating. On the road in Gainesville, Utah considered the best team in the Pac-12 this year. Returning quarterback, Kyle Whittingham, great head coach. Uh, Cam Rising, right? Quarterback, yeah. Cam Rising back. Uh, Winning the Pac-12 last year. Annihilated the Ducks back-to-back weeks. But you're going on the road to play a Florida team that is Florida. And they're not the same. The Gators have not been elite, elite the last however many years. Five, six, seven years been good not elite i just don't know if utah going on the road in week one with those expectations is the right time to do that you kind of got to get into the feel of the season and get into the vibe and going right away on the road on that big of a non-conference game i think i'm going to go with the gators despite the fact that utah's in the top 10 it's that is not an easy place to play Ooh, man um man you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go pack 12 love i'm gonna go utah i think that I think that defense from Utah is just, it's its great. You know, it's really good. It's able to stop the run. They they do well against the pass. Like, going against going into the swamp is going to be a huge challenge. But I think if, it, if this were Oregon going into the, into the swamp with that flimsy defense, I would feel much different. The fact is, like you said, I kind of liken Florida to, Florida to like Miami. Like, it's been a long time since they've been really good, and they're kind of coasting on name recognition alone, like, because they're the Florida Gators, you know. But I think this Utah Utes team has kind of shown everybody that they are competitive. This is the second it's the second most important game on the Pac-12 schedule for week one. Obviously, Oregon playing Georgia, but if they can go in there and beat uh, beat Florida, that means the Pac-12 goes up two, to, or at least we can split this uh, split 1-1 in week one as far as the Pac-12 and um, SEC game. So if they can do that, I think that's 
that's great for Utah. They run the gamut after that. That'll be the hardest game of their season. Well, you could have saved yourself a little bit more by saying that the Ducks would go or the Pac-12 would go 2-0 and against the SEC in week one. But Is that what you think, Joe? I'm just I'm just trying to put good vibes out there. Okay. I, I mean, I, I think that's all you can do at this moment. Okay. But Rashad is your winner. We'll take it. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Uh, it's going to be a very short last segment. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, 10.50. Guess what? We'll it, figure not it having out. a lot of times never bothered me before. So mm. we'll get it figured out. Sports, <laughs> next. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 10.54. Damn, we are almost done, aren't we? Yeah, we were talking about our old bodies in the break. Man, these old bodies of ours, you know, I got to take Tums because I love spicy food now all the time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the leap, and I, and I said this in the break. I'm going to get lactate at the grocery store for the first time today. Because I've become... You're going to lactate for the first time at the grocery store today? Tell us more. Yep, just going to squeeze it out. Wow. Yeah, it's (laughs) going to get all over the aisle. I... Got milk? I want milk, and it's causing me pain and and, Ah. uh, bathroom issues the last couple of years. And I've been fighting through it because I don't want to be lactose intolerant because I like dairy a lot. And I understand that people, as they get older, tend to start to get a little bit more lactose intolerant. And I was like, mine's pretty mild. It happens every once in a while. Now, it's happening almost every time I have dairy. Oh, boy. And I'm not going to stop eating dairy, but what I will do is make it so that dairy doesn't hurt. Uh, and that's my plan. Yeah, I'm going to get it today. Yeah, those, luckily, that, those, not, luckily those, none of that, but the other BGs, side. Yeah. Dude, those, those BGs aren't, aren't, aren't cool, you know, a lot Mud of times. But, you know, it's crazy. I'm not sure if you, you're there yet, Joe. You're still, you know, you're still pretty young. Yeah, my moments Yeah, but, things uh, don't sit right. And let's be clear. None of us are old, right? I'm Both old of us are in our 30s. 30 going on 45, Actually, all Mike. three of us are 30, right? Because you're 30 now, Joe. All three of us are in our 30s. Joe is 30. I'm 33. I'm, I'm you're 38. Nine. 39. Yeah. You're almost 30s. a big 4 Yeah, dude. man. Oh, boy. I'm realizing as, I've, as I'm getting into my each year, something new is introducing itself as not as easy to enjoy. Welcome to it, man. And I'm like, great. You've got tons Here of Here it is. You've got time I know. I, have t- I, I know to anybody out there listening that is 40s, 50s, 60s. You're laughing at me. I'm just sharing that I'm experiencing the beginning of it, and I hate it because I want to be able to eat what I want without having to worry about it. And here I am having to make decisions to eat what I want. Yeah, it's coming because man. it's hurting. It's coming. It's unfortunate, but it's a, it's a growing up is cool. Now you know exactly what we can and can't eat. You don't know that when. You- so, well, you can eat whatever we'll you want when you're younger. It's I not know. what you can, you can. and can. It's you what can. you want. It can. It probably won't work out well for you, but you can definitely eat whatever you can want it's to. what you want. Just saying. All right, that's going to do it for us today. If all things stay the same, we will be off next week. And then the week after that, we'll be back in the new building. You can find this podcast or this show on podcast, Slash Up Tires Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, Odyssey app, 1080thefan.com. If you missed any of it and you want to go back and listen to it, we talked AFC East and NFC East. And then uh, we'll probably have to do a really, really, really big full double division preview in two weeks, which would include the NFC West and the loaded AFC We West. might as well just go straight to football Sunday when we get back. I think oh, we will. The plan, right? We will. Okay. That's the plan. That's With a new open, apparently. Uh, so we'll, we'll, get, we'll hear that in a couple of weeks. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the end of August, everybody. And we'll see you for football season. Have a very good rest of your day.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 